All right, and we're live. So tonight is the fourth iteration of the fourth episode, can we call it, of the Coaches Collective. And, um, you know, I'm the dude that controls Memphis Beach. We also have Tyler Tharp, Dan Brady, and Christopher Bean. Guys, great to see you all again. Great. Likewise. Good to see you, sir. It's good to be seen. Yeah, it is. So... First thing on the agenda, um, let's review our great buddy of ours. So what we did was, you know, we, so what we did was we had a little contest, right? A little, I don't know, random drawing or something or other. We, something like that. We just, we decided uh, to randomly select someone that, you know, was, was receptive of, of coaching and coached this dude up. And so... Our guy is affectionately referred to as uh, Bad Grip McLowen Left. We didn't. Pick <laughs> we didn't pick that name. That trips me up every time. He self-selected it's, that name. That was not yeah, that was a him, that was a him thing. <laughs> so what I got right here is this is the video that he uploaded to uh, to YouTube. It is specifically. Um, let's see. Let's see. This is uh, specifically. Uh, it's it's not shared. It's un un uh, un. Uh, what do you call it? Unlinked. Unlisted. Unpublished. There it is. And so let's see. Let's see what we got going on here. And just call it like you see it, fellas. So far, so good. I'm looking at that that finger placement. I know I gave him some direct feedback uh, shortly after I saw this because we didn't have uh, a, a collective scheduled at the time. Um, and I'm trying, I'm just trying to recall the first thing that I told him. Yeah. So if you watch right there where his support hand comes in and grat and grasps at his garment, I am much more of a fan of the knuckles facing down uh, upon garment clearance instead of to the side. Um, it, it does a couple of things. It preoperceptively while, while you're, while you're accessing that, when you hit that, that place on your body where you, where you go to access it, if you hit it knuckles down and then draw upwards until your wrist naturally stops parallel as opposed to facing down that's a natural motion and it clears just enough of that garment above the above the line of the gun for you to access that with your with your support with your strong hand with your dominant hand for you to clear the gun and then you can marry your hands from there that's good stuff yeah i tend to agree can we can we watch that one more time just one of those that clear and grab Memphis. Yeah. So here's something for you guys to think about. Look at how the lack of any disturbance at the belt when the, the strong hand meets the gun. So there's no downward stab. There's no, there's no real upset there at all. Uh, so what that tells me is there's hand speed left on the table. Agreed. Uh, so, I mean, you have the stab, the downward stab, but is that hugely important? Uh, I think it matters. I think it helps some, uh, but what it tells me, what it points out to me is that, uh, for lack of a better word, 
uh, somewhat conservative on the first administrative portion of the draw. Uh, so you're not driving your hands to it. Uh, and I didn't notice that the first time I watched the video. I also agree with Dan with what he's saying. So like when you when you have like a horizontal grip when you're from surrender, uh, just curling those fingers gives you almost enough clearance for the gun. Nothing else has to happen. Nothing else. Uh, so that's something that I, I think I pointed out as well, like that vertical grip, you're relying on now shoulders and elbow to make that movement versus just curling up the hand. Hey, right there. Go back about one second. Hit play. Watch a strong hand. He draws the gun, lets go of it to re-wrap around his thumb, which is wrapping around the thumb is what obviously it has to happen. But the whole grip changes. It's almost like he's prioritizing getting the gun out of the holster over getting a solid strong hand grip on the gun in the first place. You can absolutely get a solid three amigos with an erect trigger finger on the gun with the heel of your palm where it needs to be and your thumb still erect. You don't need to have whatever that was just kind of scooping it in place and then hopes to fix it along the way. Um, maybe, and I, I don't want to downplay this and say that speed isn't important, but maybe dial back just a little bit to make sure that you are ensuring a good three amigo and palm of the hand placement. That way you don't have to fix that along the way. Hmm. And then I think when we get, there's something else that I see, but I'll wait till we get a side view. Uh, but okay. Memphis, you see anything you want to talk about this portion so far? So, so far, so good. Um, I think everybody else here just kind of already hit on it. I love the fact that, okay, hello kitty over there in the background. But, um, <laughs> okay. The chillest cat ever. <laughs> yeah. The cat is so comfortable around firearms. Um, the uh, I like the extra angles that he adds in. Yeah, yeah. That, so that right there, if I can hop in, you guys see the support hand index finger. It is curled way in. Yeah, and that's it's all the way in. Him and I had actually discussed this, and and he had a lot of trouble, uh, even at, at more controlled presentations, kind of with with deviation of the front sight, and I think a bunch of it was driven by that hard curl in that index finger, and it also kind of caused some issues with him actually getting a good strong hand grip on it um, because he's curled way in. It's going to affect trigger pull. It's going to affect all sorts of stuff. Uh, I think he has since remedied that. Yeah. Uh, but that that's a very interesting, that's uh, of the extreme side that I've seen uh, with how much he was curling. So he's actually getting less contact there than you would okay. normally get, if that makes sense. I yeah. think it's because he has too much of his support hand wrapped forwardly around the gun. I can't show it on camera or they'll kill our feet or whatever, yeah. but I'm sitting here with my my inert option here. And if I put my hand, my support hand, a little further back where I like it, where I can actually get a little bit more meat on the backside of that grip where I like it, um, 
that's not possible. I don't have that much finger sticking around. And I, I'm six foot tall with a 30 inch draw length on a bow. And yeah. uh, so I got, I got the long digits. You and, also uh, feel how it wants to peel the support palm away when you do that. It wants to yeah, peel exactly. it away from the gun. Yeah. And sometimes I have that issue uh, during recoil. The more I shoot, the more I realize my left hand is uh, forwardly going. And it's like almost I'm peeling away my main hand's fingers. And that gets really annoying, especially on Glocks or any like, you know, two by four shaped, no text, no roundedness on the sides type of guns. But as soon as you give me a little bit of roundedness on the sides of the grip, like uh, the Canic or a VP9 or something like that, that's less of an issue. And then, hey, Memphis, do you have cursor? Can you put cursor on the screen and have it show or no? Okay, mm -hmm. go right at the back plate of the gun with your cursor and then just go straight back. Like straight towards, you guys notice anything there? He's got a, yeah. he's got a ton of tension in that in there. I mean, you can look in into so i mean he, he's real real tight but what's not behind the gun his I, wrist angle his wrist his wrist angles completely canted off there yep so is is he left eye dominant and right-handed or is he is he cross-eye dominant i don't believe so uh i really don't are. i don't i don't recall specifically uh like i said in a pre-show he's actually been in my class before and uh, Chris, the observation that you made earlier about him leaving speed on the table um, is 100% correct. Uh, the other thing is that instead of that stab motion, um, he does scoop a little bit more. Um, but like like you said, he leaves speed on the table because that inward slap to curl those fingers in doesn't occur. Mm. You know, I, but I don't I don't recall him being cross-eyed dominant. So the reason why I asked that is because early on in my shooting career, I noticed the same thing with me, but it's because I was twisting the gun in my hand so that it was directly aligned in front of my left eye instead of making sure I have that solid structure directly behind the gun and then just giving it a slight, slight tilt, which actually worked in because it allowed my left hand to kind of upwardly vice clamp type of deal type of Did thing. Did you see that correction? Did you see that correction, Memphis? Yeah, I sure did. Mm -hmm. I saw it. Um, push, yeah, push that, that push that through again. But the, I think that's driven to the finger thing that we were talking about. So the gun's out. Like, the, the shot should have broken, but watch the correction. Correction, correction. Yep. Mm, yes. Yeah. So was he correcting the support or a strong hand? Do you guys, oh, do you oh, guys frequently see this with... Uh, with people who do a fair amount of dry fire where when they're demonstrating something right. live, they have that dry fire grip, right? Because they know that there's not going to be any recoil. So a lot of times they over grip with the strong hand and they under grip with the, yeah. with the not with the non-dominant hand. They I mean, don't you know, feel what they need to feel. I'll tell the yeah. truth. I'll tell the truth. If I run for right a significant there. period of time in dry that fire with no live, I will get lazy with my grip and I know better. Yeah. So that angle right there. That angle right there, you can see his strong hand palm, the bottom of his palm is off to the side of the gun, and his support hand peeling is mm -hmm. wrapped. It's not wrapped way around, but man, that strong it's hand really needs to be behind the gun yeah. more. 
Yeah, it's along the side. It's not behind the gun. Um, yeah, like if it's kind of doing like, uh, let me see here. Yeah. Like it's that. So he's got that. And this is an e-cigarette, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use like, for instance, like this right here is a Rubik's Cube. But this side is done. But oh, hey. what's happening is, yeah, th <laughs> see, great minds. So where the gun, where your hand should be, there we go, behind the gun, right? Kind of like this. Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. really kind of like this kind of sort of, yeah. Instead, it's more like this. And he's got this gap right there. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, you know um, what would, would happen with this grip if uncorrected? It, now, could you absolutely control recoil like that? Yes. The answer is yes. But it would uh, shift. What I think would end up happening is he'd start experiencing trigger freeze anywhere around like 25.25 or below. Um, he's going to sacrifice that because the strong hand's doing all the work. So that's the yield you'll get from that. You could control. You could make that work. Uh, but you would have to make accommodation somewhere else, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Rob Peter to pay Paul. And his hands are, are are large enough that he that that shouldn't be the case. He's he's got long long fingers. Uh, he's a he's a sizable dude. Um, he's maybe half an inch shorter mm -hmm. than me. He's probably about thirty pounds, forty pounds less than I am. But he's. <laughs> <laughs> That was an excellent face on that video as you said that. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's a perfect one, Tyler. To or was it Dan that you were talking about, like uh, the scooping and like yeah. not getting it really solid coming out of the holster? That was a perfect, perfect, perfect couple frames. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's actually the one right when he gets up in the fridge. Hello. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, the screenshot. <laughs> I think I think what would might would pay some dividends for him is some micro drills in the in the micro movement. So just clearing the garment and making sure. See, look how slack those fingers are. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. So I think he should really micro out the the first movement, just to cover the garment and making sure that he gets a solid uh, first hand grip on on the old gat. Yeah. What yeah. I will say, if we watch that one more time, that one. He does a really, really good job of wrapping the support hand, like getting it up in the right spot and wrapping it in. Uh, I just don't think the strong hand's ready for it yet. Like that, that's right well done. I don't like seeing those fingers all the way spread like that. I'm a kitchen mitt kind of guy. I want everything mm -hmm. to be old Cheeto choppy and, uh, you know, stern ready with some sort of, mm, not necessarily aggressiveness, but some uniformity. Every single time. Yeah. He also really, he he also yeah. on that draw really he released his covered garment way too early. That covered yeah. garment was falling down yeah, on top I saw that too. Before they had was, an optic, he would have got stuck. That's fair. Like Tyler does. Yes. That only happens when I'm going for like sevens. Yeah, you're <laughs> that happens when you're doing Ricky Bobby stuff, but it still yeah. happens. So yeah. <laughs> You guys notice that too? If we watch just the backup from the presentation, you're going to know he's not happy with his grip, right? You're going to yeah. know it. Just watch very yeah. closely. Okay, everything's cool. Going back, he's but the good part is he's 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 in it. But watch for the milk right there. Yep. Like he yeah. just a little bit going, ah, I don't I'm not sure I like that. Not not when he released it, but before when he still had a hold of it. Yeah, like some of this ain't right. Something didn't feel right there. 
He, he got a little bit he more steam on the beginning of his draw there, though. That was if nice. Look, uh, if, okay. if you look right here, stop it right here, Memphis. Ah, damn it. <laughs> Did you see what? <laughs> We're at quarter speed, and we still can't get the frame we want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he got a little bit more gas in there, right? And if you look right as, as it hits presentation, you'll see that his dominant side elbow actually drives significantly higher in this one than the previous one. You, Interesting. There's way less downward bend here. It's driven much. I mean, it's it's got to yeah. be two inches like higher. Like there's a lot more. There's a lot more of that drive in with the dominant hand there. But that yeah, as soon the redirection. as then as soon as you see him finish that presentation, his non-dominant hand does the milking again because he's not he's not clamping it. See, what I would like to see on that particular presentation is how it looked coming out of the holster, because here's what's interesting with something like that, right? He may have had a good grip, but it did not feel right to him because he wasn't used to it. So yeah, on that particular yeah. presentation, though he might be like torqued a little bit, did he get the dominant hand on the gun right coming out? And that kind of weirded him out, you know, that, which is possible. Again, back to the micro micro drills. Mm -hmm. I really think we ought to step this down into little small portions. Um, I want to give him props on his path. He doesn't have a overly L path, and he doesn't have that weird elevator path uh, that no nobody likes. He man, he is really flirting hard with that good escalator path. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this this draw right now, and, and I know we're being critical because we're literally critiquing the draw, yeah, right? Yeah. But this is a draw, if somebody came to me with this draw, I know that they can get fast. Oh, Like, yeah. I know it. Like, with not a significant amount of work. It's just a couple little things you have to address. Man, I wish we could zoom in here. Because, you know, definitely I want to, like, zoom in a little bit more on this uh, this little gap back there. But um, it's not so pronounced as it was earlier. But you can right. see where the support hand kind of connects with the rest of the grip. You can see how much over to the side he is and not so much far behind. Yeah, and that's that's the one thing that I've actually been working on lately, too, is kind of trying to make sure I leave enough thumb out of there so I can get part of that. That one's more forward. Than that it. one's way more forward. But yeah. he's, he's had a piece of that support behind the back strap. Yes. Even yes. if it's just a little. I will say this though, it is incredibly hard to do that with slab side guns. Like the Glock, for example, like there just ain't nothing there to get. No. On my on my on my rival S though, man, I jam with that left hand being behind the gun. It works out great. Uh 320s, oh. the PDP, for example, uh gats like that, man, they really allow that left hand to do it, but I can't do it on my Glock. Yeah. You'll notice his uh his weapon light. Notice that little shifting to the left and to the right. Yeah. We're going to touch on that later, but a lot of that has to do with the adjustments that he has with his eyes. Like mm. he's kind of playing around with some stuff with his eyes and we'll see some of that later. That was a good call. He's had okay. probably three or four different grips just in this uh, minute long ordeal. Yeah. I love yeah. it too man like i wish everybody sent me angles like this 
he put some real effort into this and I'm, you know, I, I personally am appreciative of how seriously he took this and how yeah. much, you, how, uh, you know, there, there are times that you have students who are, you know, who are there, who are attentive, but this young dude is just so eager to learn. And I love that the cat got up in here <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Before we move on though, I, I do want to clarify that, especially if we're live. So, one, this gentleman has stones. He's trying to get better, and he's putting it out, out there to get better. Not only yeah. that, but he's willing to share it with the public to let people publicly critique him in the pursuit of getting better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That should be applauded. Oh, it, 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 yeah, it absolutely should. Um, he's, he's just... I, 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 I genuinely like the guy. Uh, he's so personable in person. Um, I, I'm, I, I, am lucky to have had him in class. I, I genuinely enjoy him. Great dude. Uh, the the vulnerability is, the vulnerability is absolutely necessary because it's good. It's good for other people to know the, the general viewership of, of this. And then just the general, um, populace of gun toting and uh, freedom lovers you're not alone man nobody expects you to have a, a seven five for, draw the first shot or be able to do a sub to build drill but what we do expect you to do is to you know let down your wall every once in a while and and let us help you there's there's no shame in that game at all man and uh, we're all on the learning path even 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 us by a lot uh i mean that Big props to Alec, man. The relatability he's gonna he's gonna have with the general pop populace is is perfect. Yeah, I think the, the real talk is like when when I'm in a rut or I'm struggling, the same people that are doing the critique on this are the same people I would reach out to to say, "Man, I've I've hit a wall, and I don't know how to get by it." And I, I think that's something that needs to change in our community, where mm -hmm. everyone wants to pretend that everyone, you know, popped out of the womb. With John regular seventies, <laughs> and it's it's not true. This is hard work, and and things change from week to week, day to day, minute to minute. Um, and that kind of forthright behavior to allow yourself the ability to hear feedback and and apply it, man. It, I don't know. I don't want to get wrapped around that, but it's important. It's a big deal. Yeah. Well, if I mean, if you look at if you look at the the training pages that that we're on, if you look at uh, you know the social media content that a lot of other coaches uh, and instructors put out, a lot of the stuff out there looks incredibly impressive. Uh, and I can't help but wonder on a lot of occasions, how many takes did that did that take oh, to, cherry to, picking, to sure. make that it, it, you know cherry picking. And, and I'm fine with it, right? When you when you pull off something that's badass and you're proud of it, you deserve the props. Uh, I, I'm totally totally for that. But like uh, like Chris just said, we didn't come out of the womb pulling sub two bills. Um, you know, it takes work to achieve the 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 notable. Uh, challenges the notable standards uh that are out there in the in the industry and i think I, I think we need to put up 
the same level of props of people who are like, look, this is my this is my trash. Help me fix my trash. I think we need to have the same sort of bravo for that that we do when somebody pulls off, you know, that one six bill or, you know, the 50 yard headshots or whatever it happens to be or yeah. a put patch. Uh, and that's I, I, I really do. I, I applaud him. Absolutely. This will be the guy, the next guy that gets the sub to build drill because he's actually putting in the work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's grinding, man. Yeah. And this straight is what up. It takes. My next few, my next couple of YouTube videos are going to, is going to showcase me absolutely failing, like sh- straight up sucking it up, man. Like coming <laughs> off being married and the whole wedding prep and all that weeks of no practice and all that jazz. I go out and I debut the synergy, uh, excuse me, synergy functional exercises in the pudding patch. And I failed miserably at both. Like I, I choked terribly and it is recorded and it is going to get put out on the youtube channel for the world to see because guess what i i created those exercises for people like me for deficiencies that they might also have and share with me because that's what i came up with to work for those and you know i i want people to be by my side just as much in my struggles as i do my uh uh my wins so to speak uh because guess where learning really happens in the struggle, in the uncomfortable zone, learning ain't happen when we're winning. That's just celebratory time. Like, I'm here for the learning. Yeah. One of the one of the things that I say in my, my classes, and other people have said stuff a number of different times, um, is that we climb the ladder of success by standing on the rungs of failure we we have overcome, mm. and that is it's it's the only way to get better is to fail and fail and fail and then just turn that failure into repeatable success yeah 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 preach it yeah let's get back to our buddy <laughs> we can love this guy yeah there's that belt movement that chris was wanting yeah but it's coming on the wrong side of the draw like <laughs> Now that one it's coming, so he probably needs a, a couple notches on the belt because it, it's coming up. The pants are coming up with the gun. Yeah. yeah. That one had a uh, little bit of a weird outward circleness. See how he's favoring that uh that strong side a good bit. Yeah. Now keep in mind, you know, for our viewers and such, this is mirrored. So he's right handed. Yeah, he's right handed. And also he also like, changed his start right position here. too. Yeah. He leaned a bit into that last one, dropped his head a bit. Yeah. Had a little snag, but he fixed it. Okay. There's that super early piece again. Watch that right right elbow. It comes up, and then it comes up, and then it keeps coming up. And then he decides to drop it back down at the towards the end of the presentation. That weird torsion of the of the gun might be causing that weird instability of the sights right there. Then he starts torquing it in. Hey, back that up again. I'm seeing what Memphis is talking about now too. Where so, like, did I just really see what I think I saw? That shoulder. Yeah. 
is high, elbows high, and he's twisting it all about three quarters of the way through presentation. And then the left hand has to catch up, and then the eyes have to catch up, and then it's like, oh wait, we got to make micro adjustments to make the sights align. He's looking down at his grip because that didn't feel right. So, but one thing I'm noticing from his eyes, going back a little bit, right? And you know, so mm -hmm. what I'm noticing is, and it made me kind of wonder, like in this moment right here, where he's kind of flirting with closing one eye and maybe keeping one open it makes me wonder what kind of visual acuity he's getting from from his sights like how clear is he seeing his sights and is he is he front sight focused or is he target focused so, i think he uh, honestly i think he shifts back and forth i think he hasn't really stuck to one um yeah. and yeah. that's just based off watching this video i don't know a dozen times at this point um and and having him in class when when he's aiming for speed, I, I truly think he is target focused. But I think when he gets um, kind of mentally caught in the step by step, I, I, I really think that he ends up visually focused a lot closer into his sights. Uh, so it's a yeah. hitch. OK. Yeah. So and I, think, I think that's why you see some of that micro adjustment that you mentioned earlier, Memphis, some of that some of that little bit of twistiness. I, I, I think that is at least a part of that is him going back and forth and what his visual acuity is telling him. Yeah. yeah that's a, could, could we watch that one more time? Just this presentation, Memphis, please. Yeah. Let's see. Cause I, I just want to just bear with me here. Mm -hmm. All right. Whack. That's when the shot should have gone off. Yeah. So there's, there's, probably a good i mean we're in slow-mo but there's probably a good point four of just going am i where i think i need to be whack right there right there should have been it and then look how long look what goes on with the eyes after full presentation after you see how that you see the that's micro like, adjustment with mm -hmm. the muzzle that's mm -hmm. like yeah. three quarters of a second and then there's the hand so as far as I could tell, usually when I see stuff like this, it's because they're target focused when they first get the gun out, but they don't see enough from their sights. So they kind of close one eye just a little bit so that they can get a little bit more clarity. And if they don't like what they if they don't like what they see, they start making adjustments. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's how you have like step one, two, three of the draw stroke is 0.75. And they're spending like a whole second out there floating the gun in space. Um, but this right here, this is telling. Um, and then once we're done looking at this video, um, we should do some, some stuff to keep some stuff that we should maybe think about keeping, try it. If you want flirt with it, don't marry it. And then also some stuff that you absolutely should, you know, should fix some stuff that, you know, that you should, uh, so I usually categorize feedback as three things. There's stuff that you marry, which is great. Keep doing things, right? There's stuff that you flirt with. You don't have to marry it. Just flirt with it a little bit. And then there's stuff that you need to divorce. So we got one more presentation before the end of the video. And I'll give him some positives here, but his shoulders and his head are beauty. 
like there's no issue there like and that's one of the hardest things for people to correct so you know all the micro adjustments at the end and i've i've been called out on this before but this is how i learned this is how a dude that taught professional people how to you know go shoot other people professionally taught people how to do it taught me <clears throat> and that's the uh, a little bit of a modified l draw you're not you're not up and out and you're not casting a rod and reel either but you're kind of a little mm-hmm. bit of a up and then out not straight out which chris has the most beautiful as soon as that gun is like just barely clear of the holster he's like wow presentation He's got that nailed down. I uh, am of the opinion that I really do enjoy bringing the gun up a little bit into my peripheral vision so that I can micro adjust on the way out. So that once I'm completely there, I ain't got all these crazy adjustments to make. Now, is that doable in a, in a 0.85 draw? Probably not. You know, my, my vision ain't, ain't that fast. My processing ain't that fast, but... Um, that's what got me there, and I do enjoy um, um, uh, showing people how to do that and the reasoning behind it, and let them kind of what Miko said, flirt with it, if you will. You know, probably a, another topic for another call, but what would just be a great thing to kind of talk about is when we, as different shooters with with obviously different techniques when do we catch our sights when do we like how do we so what i with my draw i i try and come up and in eyeline sooner than most uh because i don't really drop in from 12 o'clock like most it's more of a a straight yeah. and settle it coming out yeah. um, i'm not saying one is any better than the other uh but i'll normally from like this position i'll catch at least shroud or something like right here and then just kind of laser beams in and that that's an interesting topic because how everyone's eyes work and how they have physiologically figured out how to make things efficient for them that's cool stuff to talk about i think yeah i love that stuff i'll i'll talk until two in the morning on that yeah i think i think you christopher um i think you use sites iron sights the same way i do i pick a spot on my target i bring my front sight to it and I simply bring my rears up to meet it. And then once my rears catch my front, I'm pressing. So mm-hmm. that's how I use, you know. And the funny part is I get that from from shooting dots. Because a dot, I do the same thing. I pick a spot on the target. I bring my dot to it. And as soon as my dot brings, as soon as my dot gets close enough to that target to where it has the desired result, I'm pressing. Yeah, there's there's two people I'll reference with irons. The first one is Jamie Green, which I know some of you guys know. And she talks about jack in the box with like iron sights, mm-hmm. like your front sights jack and putting jack in the box. And the second's like Tim Heron, how he talks about using the rear sight as kind of like your your initial Anchor. aiming reference, right? Like the bucket. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I do it too. The front sight, even if it's proud, I I'm not super duper worried about that because I know the presentation is going to put it where it needs to go. If I understand and can control where the rear sight is and mm-hmm. that notch kind of talks to me, okay, it's going to end up there. You can trust it. Once you know, you can trust it. I don't really use the front sight. 
I want to be careful how I say that. I hope that doesn't confuse people. Uh, but I don't like drill down on the front side. Go, ah, oh, front side, front side, front side. I'm like, is the thing in the bucket? Yeah. If I can get the thing in the bucket, send it. Yeah. So yeah. I look, because- I look at it. I look at it kind of similarly, Chris. And the way I, the way I kind of verbalize iron sights is um, puzzle pieces, right? When, when those puzzle pieces mate, and as soon as they get there, on my focal point, because I tend to shoot and i have for a long time i tend to shoot iron sights target focused uh and i was told forever uh you know because i started this thing back in the late 90s and early 2000s where front sight got yelled a lot um on ranges and i had a very difficult time with the concept of that's not that's not a target that's a person who's trying to do something to me that is making me want to put a muzzle on them. But if, if I looked at it as when those puzzle pieces lined up, I pressed the trigger, it, it, it tended to work out fairly well. Yeah. So let's get some feedback for our buddy, Alec. So um, how do you guys feel about that format where we got stuff to marry, stuff to flirt with, and stuff to divorce? Oh, I love yeah? it. I love it. So I hate so what it. What do we? <laughs> Sourpuss. <laughs> I think so, uh, I'll go on a limb, and I think we should divorce the idea of fixing your master, your your main stronghand grip along the presentation. I think I think we needed to prioritize making sure that we have a good purchase on the on the on the gat uh as soon as you're trying to break it out of the holster um can you fix it during the presentation if you kind of fumble it up well okay when you fumble it up because we're all human and it's going to happen all right so yes but let's make it a priority to make sure that we have a good purchase a good foundation a good structure behind uh the gun with our strong hand first and foremost Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think so, one of my, my big things is going exactly off what Tyler's saying. If if we increase the urgency of the administrative portion hand to gun, that's gonna make some of that happen. Uh, so the hand speed stuff like that 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 that's gonna make that happen, or at least help it. I think I want him to uh, heavily flirt with breaking it down into the micro drills. Like, like, you know, Memphis said, you don't got to marry it, but uh, I I think, I think dating it for a little while is probably going to be real, real good. Um, I I really want to see him authoritatively access that pistol grip, pin his cover garment and, you know, really sink that uh that firing hand grip in before that gun leaves the holster because the way he's i i it's my opinion that the way he's marrying his hands the way he's collecting uh the inconsistencies there have a lot to do with the inconsistency in how he's grabbing the gun off his belt yeah i agree so flirting with the micro drills um one thing that he needs to marry is 
the stability that his head, neck, and shoulders has. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely stunning. How many times do we see some dude, you know, seeing guys just, uh, uh, and yeah. that's how they draw. Um, the fact that you can hang his head, neck, and string on a marionette, and that gun comes up, and that head, neck, and string, you know, the head, neck, and shoulders doesn't move. I think that's got one absolutely second outstanding. written all over it. Like yeah, the moment so the bones, you see that one second all over it. Yeah, yeah. So the bones are there. Um, one thing he needs to flirt with is man, picks pick a sight picture and stick with it. Okay. <laughs> like um, whether you're front sight focused or target focused, just pick one and marry it. And then get solid with that because the whole, you know, closing one eye, I don't see what I need to see. The reason for that is because that that thing is still there. It's almost like you know someone that's always habitually late for work and you ask them why and you know it's because they hit their snooze stop using the snooze stop mm-hmm. using the snooze and just use an alarm um do you yeah. and, and this is a question for you memphis mm-hmm. actually so i mean it's it's lending itself to me that that's a trust issue right so i don't yeah. know if he has a ton a ton a ton of rounds down range or not but i wonder if this is one instant and i normally wouldn't recommend this but where maybe a laser trainer might be useful. To it say, would. Was because, that good enough? You know? Yeah. Um, the fact, the feedback, we actually kind of talked about a little bit offline, but, you know, the feedback that I gave him was go out to the range and do some site displacement drills and just kind of see how far off your sites are. Um, in the course of doing that, and then do that at different distances, doing it five, seven, 10 yards, 25 yards. And in the course of doing all that, what will happen is you'll start to get an understanding of how much equal height, equal light do I really need and how much is just good enough, you know? Mm-hmm. And what he'll find is that you don't need much inside seven yards. You just put the ball in the bucket and inside of seven yards, you're going to hit alphas. Yep. So I think what's happening is he still wants that equal height and equal light and dry fire. Just like, you know, just like we kind of cheat our grip. Sometimes we cheat our, our trigger press. Sometimes we cheat our sights. So, yeah. Yep. So one thing that would help that in dry fire is actually micro drills from like three to four, like three to four, three to four, so that your eyes can get used to what good sights look like. Yeah. And then carry that out to the range and experiment. Yep. Presentation drills. Yep. Absolutely. Um, let's give him, uh, if y'all are up for it, let's give him a, a, a live fire assignment. Let's give him a live fire assignment because there's only so much I, I can I can tell about a shooter from his draw. Uh, yeah, I get it. You know, weapon handling skills does give you a, a certain amount of uh, insight into a person and, and who they are. But I got wicked fast hand speed and I got some dang good coordination. But for some reason, my brain and my eyeball don't like to talk to each other all that well. And my impatient side really screws me. Um, so I'd like to see who he is on paper in a couple of different things, such as I'd love to see a 10, 10, 10, and I'd love to see a 25 yard build drill. So 10, 10, 10 and a 25 yard build drill. I, yep. I would actually, I would augment that and just say a build drill, a 25 yard build drill, because there's going to be significant correction going on. I'll tell stuff about visual. Yep. I would say a three-yard build drill because I want to see what happens with that grip. 
So you think, Chris, that the the three yard bill just let him let let rip him it. Rip let it, it rip. Let's see mechanically what's happening with your hands. Yeah, let let him let him rip it so that we see where the wheels fall off with these right here, right? Mm -hmm. And then way back go to twenty five and bill it again and see what happens visually, uh, and and see where any sort of disconnect is with what he wants to observe along the shot cycle. Is that, is that, uh, am I saying that correctly? Yeah. 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 That so, makes sense. Uh, the only reason I chose the 10, 10, 10 is because it's, it gives you that rush. Right. But it's still good. I can still see in time changes and micro improvements and what he's actually doing. Whereas at a three yard bill drill, and no disrespect, this of course is just as my opinion, um, especially in in person coaching, uh, it happens so fast. I might not catch everything that I need to see. But if I tell you, hey man, let's do a 10 10 10 as fast as you can give it to me. That's a good homework assignment. I want a 90 plus 10 10 10 as fast as you can give it to me. That gives me that gives me six seconds to really dig in and watch, and that's that's the only seconds. reason why I kind of run on both ends of the spectrum because I I absolutely agree with you. Uh, yeah. The reason I like to see people push past where they're comfortable with because there's normally a very large tendency at point two five to mm -hmm. do something different than you do at point six five. Yeah. And I, I kind of, even if you don't catch it during the trip, like when they're done, say, do not adjust. Mm -hmm. Do not adjust. Is that gun in the same place it was when it started in your hands? That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Charlie's Fisher's question uh, those can lead to overconfirmation issues um, on scale drop targets. All right. So that is, <laughs> that is very, how do I want to say this? It's, it's kind of subjective, you know. It's subjective. Thank you so much. Because with me and my impatient raw speed that I have, there ain't no such thing as overconfirmation. Simple as that. I, I I get so impatient of what I think I should be seeing that I just force it anyway and sling shots. Uh, however, on the other hand, I have a friend. Um, he absolutely overconfirms. But then he also has the same splits for uh, twenty yard targets as he does three yard targets. So it's there's some weird disconnect with him. Um, is his name Dan Brady? Because that sounds like <laughs> I do. <laughs> no, no. Um, so it's very subjective. But I like where Charlie's heads at because uh, if he is on the other side of things, yes, he absolutely could be overconfirming. But if he's anything like me with that raw hand speed and super impatient. We have an under confirmation issue. Even if I, if I recall correctly, uh, what what I believe Alex is you Alex is using for uh, his dry fire is just uh, painters tape. I think he's just sticking painters tape up on the wall. Uh, if I recall correctly, I could be mistaken, but I think mm -hmm. that's something that he and I talked about off offline. Well, that's that's valid then. If if he's yeah. using a, a very so, let's just say. You know, I'm I'm blessed, right? So I have a, a dry fire area that I have more than seven yards, so I can use full size targets, whatever. Uh, but if somebody's using a B8 or a, a one inch circle, now I absolutely suggest people do that. But there's a time for that, and there's a time for for something that's a little bit more forgiving. 
Uh, so yeah. that, that may be worth kind of thinking through or talking with him about. Yeah. So maybe flirt with it. Maybe flirt with, you know, printing out some drop practice targets. And let's put that down here. Now, keep soon in mind. As, I, as soon as I get them out, I'll, as soon as I get, get the Synergy Dry Fire practice kit uh, done, it's been a, like a month in doing, but, you know, wedding type of stuff. As soon as I get that, we'll send him one. And, uh, or send me that. one. Yeah, send me one. <laughs> you got it. One. You got it. Yeah. I'm sending I'm sending uh, a special little uh package of something to Dan though. Little little wink wink hint hint. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm utterly terrified right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm intrigued. Wink wink. Yeah. I'm intrigued. <laughs> Does it come with batteries? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm brought to you by OnlyFans. I'm beginning to regret giving him my address. You won't need spit, I promise. Oh, <laughs> I trimmed it down. <laughs> oh, we are alive. Oh, we are alive. Sorry. <laughs> Hope the kids are in bed for this one. All so, right. After hours. I, for me, what, what I think he needs to do, what I would suggest he, he try very hard is at least at this point in his progression, we need to solidify some things. So um, pick a grip that we believe is reasonable for now. Uh, pick a start position that is reasonable for now and really work on making sure it's consistent for a little while because it, it's really, really, really hard in that beginner to intermediate phase to understand and kind of progress through something when you can't figure out what's working and what's not. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, from my point of view, I would say, Hey, whatever that grip, and that doesn't mean it has to stay that way forever, but for a little bit of time, let's say I am going to do it this way and kind of drill this down till I absolutely know this gets me here. And that's, that's how you progress. So once you, Okay, I can consistently do this in one four, one five, whatever the number is, it's irrelevant. And then once you start pinging the ceiling, then you start adding or taking things away piece by piece. Uh, but if you're going, you know, multiple directions at once, it's going to be really, really hard to get to that next stair step. Uh, so that would be my suggestion. Yeah, man, that's good stuff. That's excellent. What happened to Tyler? Okay. I don't know. All right. He's we'll still sure he'll be back. He's still there, right? Or his window's is still he? there. Well, I don't see him. Like I have black screen, but his name's still there, which is. Yeah. I hear something. I thought I heard him off his camera for a second. Yeah. Turned off the lights. He's getting Dan's present ready. Sorry. Oh, I, uh, come on. So, there he is. <laughs> it's like it's like 104 degrees out here where I'm at. And uh, look, I, I'm tr I'm really trying to to drink like no less than um, half my body weight in ounces uh, a day. So nature called. And sorry about that. Uh, I'm a diabetic. I'm supposed, man. To do it on <laughs> supposed to do it on camera. That was the agreement. Oh, well. <laughs> Dang no, it. That's terrible. No, we got to save that for the OnlyFans. All right. So. <laughs> Coaches Collective OnlyFans. Sign up that's today. Right. 
Yeah. Nine ninety nine. Nine. Nine ninety nine. Oh man. All right. So just to recap for Alec, um, stuff to marry. Head and neck and shoulder stability is outstanding. Work ethic is way through the roof. Um, optimism, humility is freaking phenomenal. Um, stuff to flirt with, micro drills. Um, specifically, from strong hand to the holster, micro drilling that. From the holster to the support hand, micro drilling that. And from support hand to pick whatever sight picture you want to do and stick with it. Um mm-hmm. Also, another thing to flirt with, uh, dry fire targets. So stuff to divorce is, what was it? The orientation of the knuckles on the strong hand when they contact the grip. Getting that more consistent. Um, the support hand, the when the support hand marries up and actually um, when the support hand is alongside the grip of the gun instead of behind the grip of the gun, divorce mm-hmm. that. And then also the homework, doing 10, 10, 10 drills, uh, three yard build drill and 25 yard build drill. And that's going to be able to be very, very telling. Um, for those that don't know what a 10, 10, 10 is also called the, uh, the hackathon test. Uh, the t- you have 10 seconds to shoot a B eight with 10 shots at 10 yards, 10 seconds, 10 yards, 10 shots. And uh, you look at the score. You look at the score in the B8. Um, anything above a 90 is good. Anything above a 95 is excellent. So that's what we're looking at. Well, I, um, would, I would just be hesitant to say that any score okay. is going to be good because it tells you something. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. <clears throat> Fantastic. So here's so. here's here's my thing with the with the homework. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> For those listening in, someone just commented, only Dan's. <laughs> Got my 999. Right when he was getting ready to say something profound, too. <laughs> Hope you take Dan credit. Is, Dan, is that your wife? <laughs> yes, that's my wife, Tyler. Thanks. Oh, yeah. she gets it yeah. free 90 free then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, oh. it's bad enough I got to deal with you assholes. And now you got to chime in with that. For those that stuck through us through the entire Man. show, it was <laughs> I really like Miss Jamie right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> to be quite to be quite honest, she is probably the funniest human being I've ever met in my entire life. So uh, there's that. All right. So. With the homework, what I would like to see him do is very similar to what he's done with the dry fire, uh, with the videoing uh, from a bunch of different angles. And I'd kind of like us to do this again with his live fire if he is amenable to doing that. I'd love yeah. to. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Because I think I think we could follow this show with that show. And I, I, I think a lot of people could get yeah. a lot of stuff out of it. Yeah, he's not alone. By like a lot, yeah, for real. Oh, Eric. and that's—I think that's part of the reason why we all got together and agreed to do stuff like this. You know, yeah, because it's—it's—it's it's, it's like my purpose in life. It really, really is. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that this format. Uh, I, I think after we after we do that with Alec, I think we should probably grab another shooter and do it again. Yeah, yeah, I think this will be awesome. Oh, with Dan, so. 
Yeah. Yep. So let's see. Um, before we close out of here, let's go ahead and add that to the notes. And what I'll do is I'll type this up where it looks nice and great. I'll uh, I'll send it to him. And that way he can, you know, he doesn't have to watch like 55 minutes of footage in order for him to get to this. 50. So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So let's, uh, let's go around the horn and talk about some of our recent projects and some of our future projects. Uh, Tyler, you want to start us off? Yeah. So, uh, the, <laughs> I got some things going down the pipeline for this year not much going on for next year. So, uh, viewers out there i'd I'd love to get y'all scheduled for next year um so i launched a very personalized customized six-week program for folks it's called synergy remote um for the price of what you would just pay for just the entrance fee of two-day class you actually get six weeks of personalized training it's a hybrid class deal so that's uh that's pretty cool um i'll be uh, i'll be instructing at the asp national conference uh chris will be there all the all the all the cool peoples will be there up in kansas and in september um got i'm starting to lock in some uh, law enforcement only classes so if uh if you're in with the training department of your uh department holler at me we got a, a red dot only uh specific class one day or two day or however you want to do it uh let's see i'm gonna start up a podcast soon bourbon and bullets or bullets and bourbon i ain't quite sure how to phrase it yet we're working on it um probably bullets and bourbon yeah yeah probably bullets and bourbon and yeah. uh so yeah got a uh, got some classes coming up hit the website all that good stuff right on right on um i guess i'll go first i'll go next and then what we'll do is we'll do dan and we'll do uh do, do chris so let's see some of the most recent things i've i've you know kind of started is i started up a website um memphisbeach.com uh swing by and you know you can uh you can get some training from me remotely um i do virtual private lessons i do phone consultations um and then also uh coming up on september 5th which is two weeks from today i have my dry fire basics webinar it'll be a 90 minute webinar um the details are on memphisbeach.com you can look there for details. Um, also, been going through some really cool instruction, uh, some really cool classes, and I got pepper sprayed a couple of times. So, all of that stuff I'm going to detail on my YouTube channel and on my Facebook page. So, that's that's going to be really funny to go over. <laughs> so, yeah. So, how about you, Dan? So, uh, it's been an interesting couple months for me. I've been, I've been pretty all out, uh, my full-time job, uh, and starting to get into a little bit more travel, uh, upcoming in September and October. Uh, I'll be teaching with Apache in, uh, Pennsylvania, Maine and Culpeper, Virginia. Um, we have, I think that's three consecutive weekends. Last weekend in September, first weekend in October, and then I believe it's the following weekend in October. So it's like back to back to back. Um, and then I'm trying to get up with Tim Heron uh, up in Pennsylvania for an instructor class at his. And then in November, um, I'm trying to get down to Chris's buddy, uh, Brian Hill, down there in Georgia. Uh, I, uh, Chris, I might come and crash on your couch. Um, 
anyway, uh, <laughs> that and then just the other day, uh, I got invited back to teach at Growing a Gun um, for twenty for twenty twenty four out in Colorado, uh, which I'm super excited about. It was a blast this year. I can't wait for next year. I've already had like eight of my students from last year hit me up uh, on social media and tell me that it doesn't matter what I'm teaching. They're taking my class. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. I will echo their sentiment. All right. So Chris. Well, first for Dan, you know, I know I'm in a hovel, but I, I think I could manage a bed for you, but you wouldn't have to sleep on the couch. Uh, on your pool table. <laughs> uh, so really for me, it, it's the same stuff I've been doing. Uh, my main focus right now is with the active self-protection instructor certification program, getting ready to start a new cohort in about two weeks or so. Um, got some other things on, on the burner there. We're trying to figure out and, and kind of create some more offerings. Uh, I too uh, do virtual coaching uh, and can be found anywhere unlike Memphis who just did his website, my website's been dormant for like two and a half years now and I, I just cannot find the time to get it up. But uh, that should happen sometime in the near future. At the end of September, uh, we'll also be at Active Self-Protection National Conference, uh, teaching some mental management stuff there, uh, a couple fun uh, little live fire classes. So that should be a good time. So really just all the projects that we're doing, man, nothing crazy coming down the pipe right now. Right on, right on. So, man, good stuff. Alrighty. Well, I think that's just about it. Uh, we're right up at an hour. Um, one thing I do want to say to everybody that's watching and everyone that's listening, um, I do want to thank you so much for spending your time with us. Um, it's It doesn't go without being noticed how much we appreciate that, you know? And there's a lot of things you could have been doing tonight and the fact that you're spending that precious time with us is greatly appreciated. Really, it is. Thank you. So, thanks a bunch to, man, my brothers right here, man. Freaking Christopher Bean, Dan Brady, Tyler Tharp. Uh, I'm Memphis Beach. And just thanks a bunch for coming, guys.